Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of The Blush Network and the author of Appointed. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God coupled with raw faith. Now here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hello, it's Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. (laughs) Oh, it's already been a good week here at the show. Uh, We're obsessed with you guys. Um, Thank you so much for listening along. Got a good word for you guys today. I pray that it will encourage you. This is for you today, who you're mad at God. (laughs) And I believe that you're listening. And you know what? That's all right. He's got big shoulders. He can take it. I mean, for heaven's sake, read the Bible. He's he's okay. Okay. He's okay with you having emotions or um, not understanding or being frustrated by something that he asks or that he does. Okay. He's okay with that. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Ooh, you're already interested, aren't you? I can feel your ears is perking up. Um, It's going to be a good show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to let you in on a not so big secret. I am releasing my second book, y'all, second to in August. And we are so incredibly grateful um, for the opportunity uh, just to release this book. The name of the book is called I Am Rahab. I had the privilege and the uh, honor, really. I feel like Rahab's like one of my best friends now because I know everything about her. I had the privilege and honor of, of going through her life and really picking some amazing truths out of her story, the story that God, the narrative that God gives us in, in the scripture in Joshua. And she is mentioned in a couple other places in the Bible. Um, but I had the honor of going through her life. And when I studied her life, I found myself right, right there with her, um, given my past and, um, it, it, it really transformed my thought process about being a woman in ministry, getting the cause of Christ to everyone that will, that will listen. Um, this is going to be a very exciting time in August, August 21st. I want to let you know we are, first of all, booking. If you'd like to host um, me on the book tour, we would love to come to your church or event or house. Um, you can email hello at autumnmiles.com if you are interested in just hosting a stop on the book tour. I'll be traveling a lot in August, September, and October. But we would love to include you also. If you um, would like to be an ambassador for our book, for I say our book, it takes a village, but I actually wrote the book. Um, if you would like to be a, an ambassador for Rahab, we we have um, asked just the people that follow along, our listeners, um, to help us get the word out about I am Rahab. Um, you can actually visit my Facebook page. Uh, there is an, a, a group on my Facebook page called Ambassadors for I Am Rahab. Just click ask to be entered into that group. And um, we're, we're going to ask you to to share it, to buy it, um, and of course, to read it uh, and to tell your friends about it. Um, this is going to be in such an exciting time in the coming months um, of, of a process that took me three years. Um, it's interesting. I chose Rahab because when I was going through 
uh, just my past and sort of coming through it. I, I couldn't relate to Mary in the Bible. Um, you know, I look at her and at a very young age, she was like perfect and chosen to carry the son of God. Yeah. I couldn't really relate to her, although, um, respect her like crazy. Um, I just didn't see myself in her and, and, you know, I I would read the, the, um, book of Esther and I would hear about Esther and how Esther was chosen. She became queen and, you know, she changed, um, the, the, the course of, the population for the Jews. I couldn't see myself in her either. And then there was a little bit about Rahab, a former harlot um, that changed the nation of Israel. And all of a sudden I thought, wow, I have hope too. I identified um, with her. So that's why I wrote the book. It's going to be powerful. I pray that it brings freedom to those that are held captive, believing that God will not um, use me. And um, he has no desire for me to be included in his story. Hopefully this book will change your perspective as I know it did mine. So look for the book August 21st. If you'd like to host me on the book tour, I'd love to come to your event, church, house, wherever it is. Um, Email hello at autumnmiles.com. Or if you'd like to be an ambassador, you can find the group on the Autumn Miles fan page on Facebook. Love you guys so much. Let's get into this word today. Um, it's very interesting as, you know, I, I do what I do and I, I just sort of engage with listeners, with, you know, and speaking engagements with people. Um, it always happens, always, almost every day. We get, uh, or, or maybe we do get them every day. We have a team of people that answer our, our emails and stuff like that, that we will get uh, email from someone saying they're mad at God. They're frustrated. They're, they don't understand why God would operate on their behalf in such a way. And um, I'm, I'm, it's always interesting to me as, as I sort of listen to, um, to people that sort of have this perspective um, I kind of see myself in them because there was a time when I wrestled with being angry at God uh, for years, years. I wanted nothing to do with him because I thought he was the reason that I was trapped inside of a marriage that was from, to a man that was mistreating me. I thought he was the reason. I thought he was looking at me, judging me and hated me. And so therefore I returned the sentiment. And really hated him for a while, even though I went to church every Sunday. Isn't that funny? Um, I understand the emotion that is there. But then I met God. I started a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I couldn't be more in love with him um, because of that transformation. When I met God, when I met Jesus and I be decided to begin a relationship with him, he was a God that um, didn't look like what was being portrayed to me in my mind, what Satan was tempting me to believe, or even what I had seen grow up in my, in my church. He was loving. He was kind. It was not the same God that my perception dictated to me. 
So I want to encourage you guys today with this one thought. Let me remind you who he is. He can take your frustration. He can take you being mad at him. Okay, he, he can take it. There was a lot, lots of, of um, people in the scripture that didn't understand. I mean, look at Jonah, for instance. He didn't understand why God would be sending him to the Ninevites. He didn't like them. He didn't like, but then God sent him and he changed uh, the whole city and they all repented and it was great. Um, there was lots of people in the Bible that, that, that didn't understand or became frustrated with how God was doing things. But I want, I want to gently nudge on you and remind you who and what God actually is. I think sometimes we can get so caught up in our frustration that we're missing the facts of what God is and who God is. I, um, I take you today to a couple of passages of scripture, but one, um, in first John four, and this is what it says, beloved, let us love one another for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God for God is love by this. The love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we may live through him in this love. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be a propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. I'm going to skip down verse 16. First John 4, 16. We have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. And the one who abides in love abides in God and God abides in him. The royal wedding was a couple of weeks ago. And um, we saw just a beautifully displayed message about God's love right there in the royal wedding for everyone to see. This is jogging my memory as I'm reading this passage of scripture. God is love. When I, um, I've read that so many times in the past and it was a while ago that I, I really did some studying on love and the different types of love. In 1 John, God is love. The word love is the type of love, agape love, which is unconditional love. Stay with me as I get through this. Un- God is unconditional love. Okay? That is what he is. It's interesting to me that we have a very different definition of, of agape love housed right in first Corinthians 13. The love that is talked about in first Corinthians 13 is agape love. So God tells us in first John, listen, God is love. But if we go back to first Corinthians 13, he defines himself with the definition of of agape love that he gives us. And this is what it says. Love is patient. God is patient. That is the definition of himself. Love is kind. He's kind. 
He's nice. He doesn't hate you. He's kind. If God is love, he absolutely cannot be hate. He's not jealous. Now, he is jealous about himself, uh, about his glory. Um, He's not willing to show his glory, but he's not jealous of you. I got this comment the other day. He's not jealous of you, okay? He doesn't brag. He's not arrogant. If he was arrogant, he never, ever would have sent his only begotten son to die for your sin and for my sin. He doesn't act unbecomingly. He doesn't seek his own. He is not provoked. He does not take into account any records of wrong suffered. He does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but he rejoices with the truth. He bears all things. Love believes all things. It hopes all things. It endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they'll be done away with. If there are tongues, they'll cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away with. Hey, guys, if you're joining us today, we have a little bit different show for you guys today. I'm, I'm speaking to those today that are feeling frustrated. Um, maybe they're mad at God for something that God has allowed in their life. And um, just sort of defining for you who God is and what God is. I pray this encourages you um, today as you listen along. I was very uh, just interested in this whole passage of scripture because I read now, uh, I, I, I just read 1 Corinthians 13 completely differently. God is agape love and 1 Corinthians 13 defines agape love for us. And we're struggling with God. We're struggling with understanding why God would allow something in our life, why God acted on um, uh, on behalf of a situation in the way that he did, why, why God would allow us to get sick, why God, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, God gets blamed for a lot of things that he doesn't even do. But when we take a step back from ourselves and from our own feelings and we look at the fact of what God actually is, it will inspire us to change the way we think. Um, one of the things that uh, I think completely helps us in situations that are frustrating is knowing the heart of God. And when we know the heart of God, we can be sure that he is going to operate out of his character and his heart in every single situation that we face. I don't really know what it is that you are going through today. I don't know what it is that has frustrated you today, but God defines himself as love in this passage. And I want you to understand that he loves you. He is patient for you. He is not trying to be arrogant. He is not trying to hold things over your head. He hopes for you. And he has such an incredible plan for you. Um, I want to just take some time today as, as I'm just going to wrap this up a little bit early. And I just want to take some time in, in prayer just to pray for you guys. I, I get the feeling that sometimes um, 
sometimes we just need to be prayed over. And um, some of us that are wrestling with frustration with God and frustration with why would God allow this in my life or why haven't I met a mate yet or anything like that. Sometimes we just need um, to act on that frustration and pray and ask God to intervene, ask God to show himself to us. So I want to take just a couple minutes and and pray over um, you guys today. So, Lord, we um, we treasure you. We love you. We know that you love us greater than we could ever love you, Lord. You love us more deeply than we can even understand, Lord. And Lord, I just, I pray for the next couple of minutes as we pray together, Lord, I pray that you would loosen the bondage of anger, of frustration, of misunderstanding, in whoever it is that's listening. God, I pray that they would see that you are good. You are not out to get them. You don't hate them. You're not standing there trying to destroy them. But rather, Lord, you are waiting for them to see that you are their number one resource. You are their father. You are right there, ready to bear all things for them, to believe all things for them, to hope for all things for them. You are the rock for them to stand on right now. So, Lord, I just pray as we are humans, Lord, and as we don't understand um, who you are and how you operate every time, Lord, I pray. That even as I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to you right now, that others in their car or whatever they're, whatever they're doing, Lord, would understand that you are love. You act in love. You operate in love because you are unconditional love. God, I pray for that, um, that single woman right now who uh, hasn't met her mate yet, or that single man right now that hasn't met their mate yet. And the weight is frustrating and the weight is discouraging. And there's anger and bitterness that has um, come about in their hearts. Lord, I pray for that person right now that is listening. Lord, I ask on behalf for you to give them the desires of, of their heart. But Lord, I also ask that they would come into a new perspective of who you are, Lord, that you are patient. Even when they're not patient, Lord, you are patient. You're, you're right there to um, make sure that they meet the right person that you have created for them. Lord, you are patient for them to do that. And you, you, you um, understand the importance of them waiting because you see what's on the other side of their weight. Lord, I pray for that, um, that precious couple right now that can't conceive naturally. They've tried everything. They're so frustrated. They've spent so much money, Lord, uh, just to try to conceive and in, in, in vitro and in all of the different ways. And, and it just isn't happening. And they're looking up to you and they're saying, what are you doing? Why is this not happening? Where are you on my behalf? Lord, I pray that they would understand, Lord, that, that you are there to believe all things for them. Lord, you are the God that allowed Abraham and Sarah to conceive in their old age. So, Lord, we ask 
for you to do something incredible in that couple's um, life, Lord, that you would maximize your glory in their life, Lord, so that, that, that their frustration can, can turn to admiration and adoration of you, Lord. God, I pray for that single mom today that is struggling. She can't just, she can't seem to make ends meet and she's tried everything and she's exasperated Lord and, and, and she's working two and three jobs and she's got kids that she's trying to provide for. She's trying to be mom and dad. She's trying to raise the kids and, 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 the glory of the Lord, Lord, and it is so incredibly hard and she's frustrated and she's bitter and she doesn't understand why she has to go at this alone. Lord, I pray that she would be reminded today that you are right there with her, bearing that with her. She's not alone. You're bearing the responsibility of what she's doing right there with her, Lord. God, I pray for that um, wife or that husband that just found out that their spouse is is cheating on them, Lord, and they've built a life and maybe they've been married a, a while, 10, 15, 20 years, and they're frustrated and they don't understand how did they not see it? What did they, what what should they have seen? God, how could you have allowed this? And my, now all of a sudden I'm going to be divorced and I, I, I'm in the middle of my life. Lord, Lord, I pray for that person right now that that just is frustrated. They don't understand. They They don't know how a God could actually have allowed that to happen in their marriage. Lord, I pray that they would see that you are love and you are waiting to love on them when love has departed. You are unconditionally waiting to bear their bad emotions, their good emotions. Lord, you are bearing all things for them. Lord, I pray for that parent today that just found out that their kid is sick. And they don't know what the doctors can do for their child. And they've been given a bad report, Lord, and they're frustrated and they're mad and they don't understand. Lord, I pray that they would be reminded, Lord, that you are standing right there with them. Long suffering. Love suffers long. I pray that they would understand today that, yes, this is hard. This is difficult. But there is a God that is going to suffer right along with them. There is a God that is hoping the best things for them, Lord, the best things for their children, Lord. I pray that they would see the true nature of who you are through this diagnosis, Lord, and they would understand that you are good. Lord, I I just lift up uh, right now that teenager that... Um, is trying to do the right thing and and their parents don't believe. They're trying to go to church and they're trying to do the right thing and they're met with opposition, Lord, really everywhere in their family that's listening today. God, I pray for that teenager and they're frustrated and they don't understand, you know, why no one or understands that God is good. Lord, I pray that you would strengthen them, Lord. As they try to walk towards you, God, I pray, Lord, that you would strengthen their steps, Lord, that you would um, provide a, a, a strong, firm foundation for them to stand on your love. God, we praise you. We praise you for being love for us. 
We praise you that you love us unconditionally. We can be angry. We can be mad. We can be frustrated. And what are you going to do, Lord? You're going to stay there and you're going to love us anyway. Thank you for loving us enough, Lord, to send your son to die for us. Thank you for loving us enough, Lord, to hang with us when we are impatient, when we want to give up. Thank you for loving us enough, Lord, when we don't even understand the type of love that you give out. In Jesus' powerful, precious name, I pray. Amen. I hope this encourages you guys today that yes, frustrating things are allowed to happen in our lives, but God is there and his character is good and he is love and he loves. So whatever you are going to, you can fall into the literal arms of love and they will carry you through. So I pray even, even, uh, um, as I'm speaking, that you would see the glorious freedom that is found in his love. And he can take no matter what it is that you throw at him with your emotions. He can take it and he'll love you anyway. I love you guys so much. I know this was a little bit different, but I really felt strongly that we needed to talk about who God is even in the midst of hard things. I will see you tomorrow right back here on The Autumn Miles Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Miles program is listener supported and your donation to keep it on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And with a $100 donation or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn's book, Appointed, Your Future Starts Now. Join us next time for The Autumn Miles Show on The Word, 100.7 FM.